Welcome back to Sister Brunch, the podcast all about black women and gender expansive people thriving in entertainment and media. I am your host, Fanchon Cox. Sister Brunch traveled to New Orleans for the Essence Film Festival this summer, where we had the amazing opportunity to interview incredibly talented filmmakers and writers and actors about their craft. In these next few episodes, you'll be hearing our conversations live from the Essence Film Festival's Filmmaker Lounge. Good morning, everyone. My name is Farida Abdul-Wahab. I am a TV executive and associate producer of the Sister Brunch podcast, and we are live this weekend here at Essence Film Festival in New Orleans. And today we have the wonderful Lamonia Deanne Brown, who is the program... Sorry, excuse me, the festival director of the Essence Film Festival. So Hi, Farida. Hello. We're very happy to have you. And so, I'm happy to be here. Yes. And so we know you're busy. So this morning we're going to keep it quick because we know you got to get to other panels that you're moderating and whatnot. So we just want to start with basically what your role is at the festival and what do you do here. And yeah. Let's start with that. So the Essence Film Festival is under the umbrella of the Essence Festival of Culture, which takes place in New Orleans each year around 4th of July weekend. And we're so happy to have launched this film festival last year. Um, it has grown quite a bit since last year. My role is the festival director. And just to um, explain that, um, Rich Dennis, who owns Essence Ventures, and I talked about launching a film festival back in 2019. And I was really excited to have the opportunity to do so. And we planned it, had all everything in place, and then COVID came. Oh, COVID. Oh, COVID. Oh, COVID. And, um, and so we couldn't launch it in person mm. until last year. But we've been actually working on this for years. So mm. we're so happy to see it come to life and come to fruition in the way mm -hmm. that it has. But that's my role. I created the festival. I'm the festival director. And I hope to see it grow and grow and grow for many, many years. Amen to that. And that's exactly um, what we all want to see. So when you both created this festival, what was your vision for it? When you, what, what did you have in mind? Mm -hmm. The vision for it was to, A, make it a place that people who come to New Orleans every year could also showcase their films, you know, connect with other directors and filmmakers and producers, collaborate with each other, co-produce, the same thing as any other film festival, but also adding in the piece of workshops, education, really focusing heavy on below the line opportunities, and, you know, giving the town of New Orleans a chance to have a real black film festival in their hometown. Gotcha. Not many people know how to go about, I guess, pursuing a career to become a festival director. What would your advice be to someone who's interested in pursuing a similar route? I would say my, my first piece of advice would be to really figure out if you want to produce film festivals because you love film festival production yeah. or if you think you want to produce film festivals because you like going to festivals to watch movies. They're two completely different things. <laughs> Very right? true. Yes. And I find a lot of people really love going to festivals to watch movies and we appreciate that. We need people coming to watch the movies. Mm -hmm. But the nuts and bolts of producing a film festival is 
highly time consuming, very detail oriented. You will be on the phone all the time trying to get people to your festival in terms of talent, mm -hmm. producing panels, getting people to do workshops, getting people to come to the festival, collecting assets, making sure those assets are high res enough that they can be printed and shown and on, you have to work with a team that puts it on the website, a team right. that puts it on the app. You right. have to get, make sure it's promoted, publicized, that the right media is here. And, you know, you might have to jump in as a moderator from time to time. So right. decide if you really like watching movies or if you really want to do all that work. Gotcha. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you after this were, what are some of the challenges? But I think you just shared that with us. <laughs> so <laughs> I would rather like to say, what are some of the characteristics you think a person a good festival director should have or hone, or skills they should hone? Well, I think the jury's out on whether I'm a good festival director, right? I think I am, <laughs> but the jury may be out. Oh, the audience said, they said, yes, you are. Yes, she is. I mean, we're here. We're doing, everyone's doing fabulous things, so yeah. yeah. I, think, I think there is a particular appetite you have to have beyond just event production to do a film festival. Mm -hmm. So I am a filmmaker, I went to film school. Um, my core reason for wanting to do film festivals as opposed to focusing on my own work, and I do mm -hmm. my own work, I do write my own screenplays, I do mm -hmm. produce, however, my focus on film festivals is really about the community, the black right. community, people of color whose stories are not being told, and it's amazing if I can get my 10, 15 stories told, but imagine if we have a place where there's 50 stories right. and all 50 right. of them have a chance to get told every year. That's the way you change the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Media always has an impact on the world, and if we don't start having all of our stories told, every type of, we had, we had six horror shorts here, yeah. we had um, features, documentaries, you know, um, animation. If we don't, if we can't get all of that out into the world, people will always see us one way. So that's what I'm driven by. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the one characteristic that would make a good festival director. Wow, <laughs> really good. That's good. So when you are programming your festivals, what do you look for, look for in the um, submissions for the different categories? Like, the the, the, the first thing in submissions is, did you follow the instructions? <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Are you submitting on time? Or are you emailing me your submission when you're not supposed to? Mm, right. Okay. Um, and then in terms of just watching the films, we do um, create a screening squad. Mm -hmm. So I had a squad of about 14 people who mm -hmm. go through all the I submissions. I did that for you at one of your other festivals. You have done that at one of my other festivals. At first I was excited and I'm like, dang, all these films. Well, and then, that's, but then that's also part you get of to being vote. the festival director, right? right. So there will be a number of films that you have to watch right. and you have to comb through your yep. initial screeners scores you yep. know so it's a lot you you might want to just watch movies some people but um <laughs> yeah so i look at what i do look at the movies even the ones that are scored low because it's very much a subjective thing so if it scores a little lower than what we need, I'll take a look and see. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll put that one in. Right. But we are looking for things with a high quality production. We want to make sure that it's a full story, that they right. knew how to tell this story. Right. Um, and that there's something different being said. And it doesn't have to be a completely different story because 
as people always say in Hollywood, every story has been told. That's not really true, but a lot of stories have been told. But can you tell that story in a unique way? Mm -hmm. And are you telling that story from the lens of people of color and black women and and black people? That's what I really look for for this film festival. Gotcha, gotcha. And to bring it to the other side of it, because we spoke about the challenges, what are the joys of producing and being the director of film festivals or directing film festivals? So my, my worst day in any film festival process. I said joys. Are we getting there? Yeah, we're going to get there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, Farida's known me for a long time, so she, she manages me in a certain way. Um, so, um, and, and we get to that. So the worst day for me is also the best day for me. That's mm. what I'm going to tell you. Gotcha. And it's notification day. Because that's the day I have to tell so many people that they did not get into the film festival. Mm. And I, I can imagine what that feels like. But I also get to tell a bunch of people that, that they did get into the film festival. So right. that's, I love when they're so happy and, you know, really grateful to come and screen their film. That's a, right. that's a good day. That's one of the biggest joys. Another big joy is when the film actually screens for them and they're just yeah. excited and they're taking pictures and they're just, you know, so happy. And they know that their story is reaching new audiences. So. Right. Those are those are some of the joys. Oh, that's lovely. Um, you spoke about community. Um, can you talk about the type of community and network you've been able to build over your years as just being part of festivals? Because I feel like there's a special community that takes place when you actually attend a festival, whether or not you have a film. So mm-hmm. can you just talk about that and what that's like, especially for filmmakers of color? You mean communities for the filmmakers, not for me? It could be for you as well, because I know you've built your community as well. So what I think people should know is that there are, I don't know if there are 100 black film festival directors on the planet. I I just don't know. There's so few of us. We all know each other, though. So we all know each other's struggle. That community. (laughs) So that's that community. And that's a very, very, it's a very specific job. And there are not Mm -hmm. a lot of us. So um, I do commiserate with a lot of my festival directors and we always share mm-hmm. content like if someone sees something wonderful here they'll share it you know right. there's something wonderful at Michelle or Pan-African or Urban World we share it with each other right so that's that type of community I think that what I always try to do in my orientations mm-hmm. is tell the filmmakers I got this from you and we were doing another program that you are each other's peer group right so while you're here as filmmakers for this weekend or for however long you're here for, meet everybody, connect with everybody. This is your peer group. You guys are going to come up in this business together. It doesn't matter where you think you are. Right. You're still at a film festival. So, you know, make sure right. that you all connect with each other and build out that community. And they, they'll see each other at next festivals and all next festivals, festivals and next festivals. Yep. Um, and it's important to stay connected in that right. way. Right. So what's your favorite festival? Oh, the I, kidding. Film <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> I just kidding. All right. So I'm going to hop to this question in honor of this weekend. Um, as we honor and celebrate so many of our black icons this weekend, we are reminded of the importance of legacy and the people we come from. Can you tell us about an early memory you have learning about black history that made you feel more confident or that more was possible for you? That is a long question. And I want to know. Blame this is, Okay. okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and so, does the icon have to be a famous person? No. Okay. No. So, and I ask that because 
two of the most iconic people in my life were my great grandmother, mm. who I had the privilege of having until I was 17 years old, oh, nice. and my grandfather, who was mm. my best friend until he passed. Mm. And <laughs> the way that they made me feel confident was so super simple. They just told me I was the best thing ever. And I believed it because I was a little girl when they told me. Mm. And when you're a little girl, you believe what those people tell you. Right. Now, has that helped me in life? I don't know because I think I'm the best thing ever and other people may not think that. <laughs> right. Know? But... Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing having the grandparents mm -hmm. that I had. My grandmother was also an amazing woman. Mm. And I always knew I had safety nets. Right. And when you know you have safety nets, you become a bigger You're risk taker. Yep. Right? You're just bold and in every way. Mm -hmm. So there were years when I just was like, well, I'm not going to work a real job. I'm going to do this because my grandfather said I could always eat at his house. But, mm -hmm. You know, so, you I know, things that. like that. But it does make you, it makes you go yeah. to film school. It makes you do something like mm -hmm. go to film school, which, right. why are we doing that? <laughs> because you have a safety net, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. And it also, you know, I've always been a creative person. I've always mm -hmm. been writing, you know. I was always able to write as a little girl and go mm -hmm. to my grandma, boom, my great-grandma, grandma, I want to read you something. She would, I would read it, and she would just clap and clap. I don't even know if it was good, but it made you feel like you could <laughs> right, do it, right? Right, So, yeah, that, they are. I don't really have icons that are famous people. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I've worked in the entertainment industry for so long, I know the famous people are just people who everyone knows what they do for a living. Right. So I'm not necessarily, you know, Sometimes, no. they, sometimes they do inspiring work, but sometimes they don't. Super inspired right. by my grandparents and aspire to make them proud every day. Absolutely. And those are the real heroes. Like, the mm -hmm. ones supporting you when you can take those risks and be bold and eat at home. I lived at home the whole time I was in New York. Right. Like <laughs> Because it's like, when you want to be creative, you need that. And you need that support system. And like you said, having that safety net. Knowing I always got a place to sleep, you can do all the other crazy things you want to do. Because right. you're not concerned or worried about I gotta pay rent and eat tomorrow because you know that's already there like and shelter you, is always important and you know? you know I have kids and so right. my grandparents did not believe in daycare so I never mm. had to worry about daycare because they oh, wouldn't take care help. of the kids so right. if I want to work in the entertainment industry and work 15 hours a day it's all good I know my kids are good and safe they'll hands. come to my right. house to take care right. of my kids right. so you know all of that it's, it's so important. It seems like a little yeah. thing, but we need to do more of that yeah. for each other. And not take it for granted. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. That's a big one. Any more long questions? <laughs> no long <laughs> questions, just fun questions from here. Oh, yeah. um, so we have to ask you our signature sister brunch question, mm -hmm. which is you are sitting down to a sister brunch with your younger self. What are you both eating? What are you drinking? And what do you tell her? Tell me the age, how young? As young as you want her to be. Okay. So I want to tell you, um, we didn't really have brunch when I was a little girl. I found out about brunch when okay. I was probably, no, we didn't, not as a little girl. When did you find out about brunch? So, you know, my family's <laughs> from the South, so we actually okay. had supper. So supper okay. time was at 5 o'clock. Okay. So we had to be dressed, and at the t my grandfather mm -hmm. did not, you could not come to the table in your pajamas and mm. your scarf. You had to get dressed, right. take a shower, get dressed, and then you get to eat, mm -hmm. you know? And lunch was at a particular time. Gotcha. And supper was at a particular time. So mm -hmm. I found out about brunch when I was grown. Uh, I was like, oh, there's a thing in between that. Okay, and that's fine. <laughs> so um, my younger self, being so extra excited about brunch, mm -hmm. um, would likely eat um, probably scrambled eggs, 
definitely grits and not cheese grits. I don't understand cheese grits. Uh, listen, okay, because the there's gaps in the audience, gasping. okay? Now look, let's get this grits thing straight. Right. Yeah. You eat grits, butter, and salt. That's how you eat them. Y'all agree with that? Not milk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, thank okay, you. Not okay, milk and sugar and and no. I don't eat it's cheese. I don't eat cheese at breakfast at all. Okay. Cheese is not a breakfast. Mm -hmm. That's for me. Mm -hmm. So that is my younger self. My younger self, twenty, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, would probably drink um, screwdrivers. I used to love screwdrivers. She said eighteen, nineteen, twenty. What was the drinking age when you were younger? Well, so when I was young, no, at one, at when I was when I was younger in New York, you could drink at eighteen. In New York, when you, you were younger, you, you could drink at any age. Right? I mean, legally, uh, right? You could drink when you could go to the army. Oh, you know? okay. So, yeah. So um, okay. Um, but now, and we just had Nikki and Michelle a little earlier. Mm -hmm. um, we did. I do love a good avocado toast. Now, for those of you that live in LA, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say right. this. Javista has the best avocado. Where's that at? It's on Highland. Huh. Look, it's, it, and it's two blocks down from In-N-Out Burger, which I Ooh. should not eat anymore, <laughs> but I love a good In-N-Out Burger. So, right. um, so yeah, it would be avocado toast, mm -hmm. and likely it would be some type of mimosa or mm -hmm. um, something with tequila in it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Um, okay. And what are you telling your younger self? The same thing my grandparents told me. That you're amazing, you can do anything, and don't let anyone tell you anything different. And I got you, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Lamonia Deanne Brown, <laughs> festival director for the Essence Film Festival. And while we're all here in this here this weekend, um, you can catch us the Brunch Podcast on our Instagram at Sister Brunch Podcast. You can catch us on the website at SisterBrunch.com. And I am Farida Abdulhab. Thank you all. Thank you, Farida. Thank you. Thank you.